Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, good morning, College Street Victory Church. It is so good to see you all. Welcome home. We're going to welcome everybody that's online. We have... uh, uh, we have the Joshua House online. We have, uh, oh man, we have, uh, what was, what's that? Ruth and Naomi's. We got a little bit of everybody going on. Uh, Westminster ladies. And then Coach or, uh, Kelsey, could you just roll my notes down? We had so many, I needed to list them even further. Uh, we had up a little bit. There we go. Yeah, Wagner Hill. That's what it was. Wagner Hill. We have Wagner Hill checking in for the first time. So welcome to the family, you guys. Um, talking about checking yes and checking no. Coaches uh, uh, Rick and Coach Kamala, they're out in Penticton. They checked yes to go and preach out there. And that was pretty cool. And we had, uh, yeah, I a couple days ago, Pastor Matt, he uh, he reached out and it was like, hey, man, we're uh, we're stuck. Like we got we're not able to make it out We're our flights are canceled. So would you be up for for preaching? I'm like, man, check. Yes, absolutely. When your pastor reaches out and asks you to preach, you do not turn that down. That's an honor. Well, if you don't know me, I am Coach Delton, and over there is my beautiful wife, Coach Kat. That's our little boy, Bobo, our other son, Wilders, and, and Littles right now. And uh, we, we have the honor to oversee kids' ministry, which has just been an incredible experience for us. And yeah, that's, that's who we are. Um, well, we'll just dive in. We'll, we're talking about this year. We're talking about like commitments. We're talking about resolutions and like, I don't recommend doing resolutions because if you look at patterns, resolutions typically don't happen, but commitments do. So yeah, we're, we're, some of us are still contemplating what and who to commit to. And either way, every day comes with decisions to make, whether we say yes or no. And we learned last week that before we say yes or no, we better mean it. Uh, some commitments have what's called a shelf, a shelf time, and, and some are a lifetime. And in Matthew 5, Jesus taught us that we don't make our words true by embellishing them with religious lace. See, God will never go against his word. We are simply to say yes or no, but do not manipulate it. Matthew 5.37 says, when you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. So listen, I'm going to address the elephant in the room here, men. Dishes, okay? Dishes at home. You've worked a full day. You come home and there's a bit of a pile and wifey comes up to you and like, love, love of my life. I've been on my feet all day and I was wondering, could you please do the dishes for me? Babe, of course, not a problem, right? Not a problem at all. Day two, you come home, the dishes didn't get done and they're a little bit higher. Wifey says, babe, what's going on? I thought you said you would do the dishes. Well, I did say I'd do the dishes. I just didn't say when I'd do them, okay? 
that's manipulating. I just got myself in trouble. Um, when we walk in God's anointing, we can eliminate a lot of unwanted anxiety. Is anybody feeling anxious or have some sort of anxiety going on right now? Put your hand up if you're feeling it. All right. Well, I'm going to break that off you right now while Jesus is. I'm going to pray in Jesus' name that that is broken off of you because that is not of God and God is within you, which means you do not have to wear that. We had an opportunity, my, my family, we had an opportunity to either feel and receive anointing or receive anxiety. The choice was ours. We, re- we chose anointing. But God set us up in such a great way. We uh, a couple days ago, power went out in our house, and so no heating. We have this little pump shed, and no heating in there. So in that time, the lines burst, the water lines, and we're waiting to see if it was just the above ground or underground, and the the heater couldn't keep up in our house to keep it warm. So we were like, all right, we got to... We got to sort this out or at least like, God, could you, could you do us a solid here? Cause I want to keep my boys in my way if you warm. So, uh, it was within a couple hours that, that we were like, you know, got a call from a friend. Why didn't you ask sooner? Why didn't you ask the second of, we feel more at home than at home. And we're out of friends now and we get to just relax and, and let God take care of the rest. So it's, yeah, we're, it's, it's awesome to see how he, how he puts anointed people in your life. And when you follow that call, how he anoints your family or he anoints you personally. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start looking back like, wow, he really aligned that up. You know, there was, you know, the, the, the friends that we, we have and the friends we're staying with are just, they're extremely special to us. And we are so honored to call them friends. If you're feeling a pull, if you're feeling, if you're feeling a, a pull to ministry or to God, if you're feeling like you're supposed to go somewhere, or you're supposed to do something and you know it's God and you're feeling that conviction, man, don't fight it. Just embrace it. The blessings come. Just embrace it. This week, I really want to focus on what's, what's working. Too many times our attention and our decisions, they're, they're, uh, our attention and decisions making goes towards what isn't working in our lives. How about we look to the God that is always working? See, the God who is working all things together for good, for for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. In Romans 8, 28, it says, when we know what to say yes to, it becomes easier to say no to the things that aren't aligned with the will of God. Okay, I got an example. Uh, where's my brother? Darce. Coach Darcy. Where are you at? Okay, come on down here. All right, yes, he's handsome. He's taken. All right. <laughs> All right, so we've been brothers like pretty much our whole life. Okay, so here's the thing I know you really well. I know you do anything for me, and likewise. So I have this. I have this dream, okay? The dream is is a, a 2023 Dodge Charger SRT, okay? That's my dream, okay? I'm talking about all 700 horsepower. I just I want it bad, okay? So here's what I need from you. I need you to go to the dealership and I need you to buy it for me. You down? No. 
Okay. Let's try it again. Yo, listen. I, I don't think you heard me. So uh, there's this really sick car, sick wheels, looks sleek, sounds great. I need you to buy it for me. No. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not getting it. I need you to go there, buy it for me, bring it to my house. Come on. No. Dude, why are you not answering me? I just did. Oh, okay. How many times do we do that with God? God, I want this. God, I need that. Come on. He's saying no sometimes. We just don't want to hear it. Come on. Thanks, stars. So we're going to dig into Matthew 4. After being baptized, Jesus, well, he gets tested in the wilderness. See, we're, we're reading about, like, this is a point where Jesus is getting activated. This is a cool, a cool portion of the Bible. So Matthew 4.10. I'm going old school. Okay. Matthew 4.10. But Jesus told him, No! The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Say no to the devil and tell him where to go. Sometimes we, we tolerate false identity in our lives. And that leads to saying yes to the wrong things. And, and no, because we know it's, it's wrong when it doesn't align with God's word. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness at his weakest point. And Satan was even trying to use scripture to get Jesus to stumble. He's still doing this today. I mean, all you got to do is open your phone and go to Facebook and start scrolling and you're going to see people on there and they only have a fraction of the story and they're trying to put Jesus down. They're trying to put him down. They're trying to call him fake. They don't have the whole story. They didn't read the whole, so they don't have both sides. You need the whole story. When we preach or we teach or we, we coach, we need to be teaching like, yes, what God has placed on our heart and be sensitive to that, but it needs to be backed up by the word. The devil was trying to mess with the Lord's identity. Every temptation started with, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, it sounds familiar like if you are a child of God, if you are really saved, did God really say, see the first temptation that Jesus dealt with, that was food. That's huge right now. Food can become a stumbling block to many of, to, to, Many of us, I, I, for me personally, that's a huge thing that I battle. I gave it up to God a long time ago, but it doesn't make it easier. Being becoming a Christian doesn't mean life gets easy, but you have somebody that has your back forever. How many of your New Year's resolutions or commitments have been what to say yes to or no to when it comes to food? Somebody, yeah, okay, we got a few, see? Jesus had the right alignment because he knew his assignment. It wasn't to count calories. It was to count on the cross. See, when we have these commitments, 
something I learned to ask myself was before before a decision. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, cheeseburger, chicken. I like cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers and fries, chicken and rice. Cheeseburgers. I'm like, listen, man, what's going to set me up for success? What's bringing me closer to my goal, closer to my commitment? Is this going to put me, set me forward or is this going to set me back? Temptation comes in. That's a real thing. But will the decision that you make get you to that dream? All right. When I read 10, I was supposed to read four, so now I'm going to do it in reverse because it all sounds awesome. It's all from the Bible. So 10, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. See, in our Bible, there's exclamation marks, and there's a reason for that. It's because we don't serve a quiet God. We serve a God that is loud, and he is proud to be who he is and in alignment, and we, we, we get to resemble that. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The second temptation was to prove he was the son of God by putting himself at risk so that the angels would show up and rescue him. How often have we done the exact same thing? To either get attention or to try to prove ourselves and others that that we are the victim, you know, like that victim mentality thing. It's it's a it, it's something that a lot of people deal with, and 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 I've fought that off. And that victim mentality can really disarm you, but we choose to bring that in. If we choose to bring that in, we're gonna project that. We want to bring in God. We want to bring in the word. That's why we start with this. Armor up. Put in what's good. And it'll project out. Verse 7. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord God. When we tolerate lies, we have a hard time discerning the truth. What do you tolerate? What do you tolerate in your house? What do you tolerate at work? You ever notice at work that people come in and they bring their baggage? You know, like they got a garbage bag full and they just cut the bottom out and it's just all over, right? We do that to our wives sometimes too. We got to be really careful as men to not bring that home. If we bring that home and we open it up, it's basically like bringing this garbage bag in, coming to the floor, wifey's here, say, hey, babe, hey, babe, how's it going? And then walk away. Can you clean that up? She's going to wear that, right? <laughs> My wife is just cringing at me right now. <laughs> Right? But you're going to wear that. You can't just dump your whole day on your spouse and expect them to, like, they're going to they're gonna take that on and feel, they're going to feel that pain, that weight, because they want to protect you. They want to fight for you. And then when that gets resolved in your own life, they don't always have the rest of that story. And they're just wearing that on that person or, or, or that thing. So be very careful what you tolerate. 
And when you're quiet, when somebody's coming to work and they're expressing all these horrible things that are happening or, or how they have this victim mentality and all these things are happening to them, how life is happening to them instead of for them. Listen, if you're quiet and you say nothing or you stand in agreement on all these negative things, that's affirming somebody. You got to be careful of that and being quiet that's just the same in affirmation. You get to stand up. You get to be bold. You, you have the authority to go into your workplace and be bold for God. You have that within you. Before you check yes or no, you better tell the devil where to go. Don't let him be a part of your decision making or influence you out of your insecurities because you count the cost know who you are in Christ and say, hell no, heaven yes. Come on, say it. Hell no, heaven yes. Yeah, there you go. Listen, if I'm shouting, I'm not shouting at you. It's just that I, I work with kids and you got to be loud. And honestly, I'm just deaf at this point. So Matthew 4, 17. From then on, Jesus began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Forgive us as we forgive others. Our condition is a matter of compassion. Saying yes to receiving forgiveness is also saying yes to forgiving others. It's not so that others are, are set free. It's so that we can be set free. Forgiveness is the key to our freedom. Forgiveness is the key to our freedom. If you're wearing something, forgiveness is the key to our freedom. I need you to say it so I can, I know you got it. Forgiveness is the key to our freedom. Come on. Many times our decision-making is clouded because we hold offense, offense, which is not dealt with, uh, if it's not dealt with, it turns into bitterness which keeps us from becoming better. So now all of a sudden you're bitter, not better when we want to be better, not bitter. When we make decisions out of hurt, we miss our hope. Hope is our healer. We're a bunch of hope dealers in here. Come on, right? You got God on you. You get to deal hope wherever you go. Bring it on the streets. That's what the streets need. Hebrews 6.19, it says, it is the anchor to a solid yes or a firm no. So in this portion, Jesus calls his first disciples. Verse 19. Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Right after this, Jesus gathers the right people in his life that he will need to complete the tasks. Your third point is say yes to following Jesus. What are the nets you have been caught in? We can get caught in our possessions, in our securities, and our comforts. And can you imagine leaving your career to follow Christ? Oh man, these guys, they do this day by day. They go out fishing, either they catch a bunch or sometimes they don't. You know how hard it would be to get, like, have the thrill of the full catch and your nets are filled and Jesus calls you in and you drop it all, let the fish go, versus an empty net and you've been out there all night and you're like, man, I'm done. I'll, like, I'll try something new. 
I had an opportunity to do that. I had an opportunity to quit my job. When we moved out here, somehow God aligned it that I could just be here in the church, pour in and not need to do a nine to five, right? I found rhythms in that. I found rhythms in how to serve, what to do, what needed to get done. That's cool. And the time came where, hey, it's time to get a nine to five again. Well, listen, I found rhythms in that too. There's ministry doesn't ministry doesn't stop at the church. Ministry, we're not Sunday Christians. That's why we have connect groups. That's why we do life together. That's why we go out and we spread God. That's why we're a battleship, not a cruise ship. We're a bunch of soldiers in here that are ready and ready to go. Come on. I had the opportunity. I was at work and and it's funny how, how God will align it because often I'll, I'll be praying in the morning. I'm like, hey, God, I'm going to work. You know, use me how you need me. Um, do, do what you got to do. What does love demand of me today? I had an opportunity where this, this uh, customer came in. We were just chatting. This, this elderly lady was sick. She was in the hospital. And he's like, man, you know, we should just, we should really just pray for that person. Done. All right. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this lady. Thank you that she's going to make it out of the hospital back to her family. Thank you for it. Thank you for the healing. And we got to pray right at my desk. You can bring this with boldness wherever you go. It does not stop at the door of your job. Are you willing to leave your nets behind even if they're full? Anyone can leave an empty net. And I, I don't want to get caught in the in the the money, in the stuff. I used to live that way, and I don't want to live that way anymore because I know what it's like, and I know how empty it is. The biggest truck, the fanciest house, the most cash in the bank account, I've done all that. I get it, but it leads to emptiness. When you pursue God, that stuff comes. He'll bless you, but put God first. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to talk about how broke we are or, or, or how, you know, how stressed we are. Cause I got two little boys. I want them to grow up knowing how blessed they are, how anointed they are. I want them to grow up knowing how powerful they are, what they're called to. Let's speak life into our kids. Don't speak that death over them. That's, that's not cool, man. Let's do what God needs us to do. Let's speak that life into the next generation. This is not a lazy generation. It's just a generation that needs some guidance. The box is waiting for you to check yes to Yahweh. So don't de delay being his disciple. How many missed opportunities are missed because of delayed obedience? And babe, what do we tell our boys? Delayed obedience is disobedience. Come on. I want to encourage everybody in here right now. If you're feeling pulled in way too many directions and you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Well, I want you to know that that's okay. And it's called growth. Growth doesn't happen pain free. You don't become a warrior with no enemy. Sailors aren't made on calm seas. There's a term, hold fast. It means to hold tight. Do not let go. When the storms come, don't let go. Keep holding on. Fight, fight, fight. If you're feeling like pulling back or you're feeling the terminology, God wants me to take a break. 
or you're feeling like you need to pull out of the church, out of your ministry, so you can rest, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, God is never pulling you out. He is pulling you in. He does not shoo you away. He draws you in. And if something is feeling like, like you are just way too overwhelmed and you can't handle it, I'm going to tell you that ministry is not the thing that's out of alignment. Something else needs to be addressed. And if you can't pinpoint it, you need to bring it to God or to your pastor. God, can you please reveal what's happening in my life right now? Because I don't understand. We're to seek wise counsel. And I'm going to tell you something. We have the best pastors. We have the best pastors. My wife and I go to them with everything that we need guidance for. And I'm going to tell you something. My wife is laughing. Well, yeah, we need a lot of guidance. <laughs> but we get to go to them and we are so blessed to call them family. The, um, his calling on your life will not burn you out. Imagine if we started telling Satan where to go. Imagine if we could properly discern God's direction when it comes to decisions. Truth is we can. It, it's in his word. This leads the way. This is a map. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Where, where do we go from here? Follow the path of anointing that will lead to a life of adventure. You might think following Jesus means to, to give it all up, give up having fun or, or freedom, but it's actually the exact opposite. And since following Jesus, I mean, our lives have been filled with adventure. I've been across the world preaching to kids. My wife and I have spoken to hundreds of kids at this point and seen hundreds saved and baptized. We've seen God work through kids, work through us. We've seen a room of six kids turn into 75, and that's including staff. That is incredible. That's bigger than some churches in Canada. Look at God go. Look at the revival that's happening there. Kids saving kids? Kids bringing kids to church? Man, if they're so bold, why can't we be? We're supposed to be like them. They are so bold. It's black and white. God is boss. That's it. Right? We get to bring that where we go. They go to school. They tell their kids about, listen, it was so, I, I heard a story. One of our, one of our kids, they were, they were so shocked that this, this child didn't know uh, about God. And he, and he goes home and he tells his kids and, or his parents, he's like, hey, how is that possible that, that a kid doesn't know God? Well, I mean... Some people just, they just haven't had that opportunity yet. Well, what did you do? Well, I prayed for them, right? We have kids going out and they're, they're speaking the word of God over other kids, bringing them in. We are seeing baptisms and we're seeing kids serve kids. We're seeing kids honor kids. I'm talking from lit to junior lit all the way. Everybody's serving somebody. What an honorable thing. This generation, do not talk down about this generation. This is an incredible generation that's about to change this world.
it's incredible. We got to see, I had one uh, missions trip just to just kind of share what God's doing. This was a long time ago and I was, I was quite a bit, quite a bit younger and, and uh, we, we went out into Moose Jaw and we were, we were speaking on the streets at midnight. So we knew in Moose Jaw at midnight downtown is when the gangs were out. And we wanted to tell these gangs about Jesus. That's what we want to do. We just wanted to go out, spread the good word, try and save somebody. Well, we went around, we were teaching, or we were talking to some people. It wasn't, it was pretty, pretty quiet. Get back in the van. And all of a sudden, this like six foot eight, massive dude, calloused up, scarred up, beat up, bruised up, scary looking, you know, and we're like 18 and we're like, man, I don't know what's about to happen. And he knocks on the window and we're like, what do we do? Roll down the window. Let's see. And so we roll down the window and he leans in and he says, listen, I'm a general in the gangs around here. My scouts have been watching you guys. They said, they told me that you're going around praying for my men. I was wondering if you could get out of the car and come pray for me. So at that point, we still didn't know if we were going to get attacked or not, but we got out anyways. And we ended up praying for this man who just wanted out. He got so deep into this gang and he couldn't get out. And it was really amazing because he shared with us that, that he found a landlord that specialized in getting men out of gangs. So he got himself lined up with the right people. And it just so happened that God lined us up to be there that day to pray for him. What an incredible alignment. So you guys, our, our takeaway today, if you want to all stand with me, our takeaway is check yes to Christ. Now, I just want to give an opportunity for everybody. If this is the first time that you're hearing about God or um, the amazing, the amazing God that we serve, if, if it's even a, you've heard it before, but something's tugging on you, I want to offer to you the greatest gift that I've ever received, which is a relationship with Jesus. It's, I'm going to teach it just like I teach it to the kids because it is this simple. It's as simple as A, B, and C. Admit, believe, and choose. So I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and you close your eyes and you just repeat after me. Dear Lord, I admit that I have sinned. And I believe that you died on the cross and rose three days later. And I choose to follow you right here, right now. Amen. So I just ask that you keep your head down, your eyes closed. If that was the first time that you asked God into your heart, can you just put your hand up for me? Be proud. Be proud. Just put your hand up for me. And if that was the first time that, if this is like a comeback for you, you know, you're feeling like, all right, God, I knew you, but I want to know you more. Can you put your hand up for me? Amazing. Thank you, guys. Well, we're going to open up this amazing tank that's built into our floor. We're opening it up for baptism. And if you, if you are feeling a tug to be baptized, which means to be fully submerged, and you leave that old man behind, you leave whatever burdens that you're carrying, you want that gone, 
it stays at the bottom of that tank. Jesus wipes you clean. So I'm going to be standing over there. The band's going to play. And if you feel that, that tug, don't fight it. Just embrace it. And I'll be right over there with my wife. Thank you for tuning in today. And thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.